0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today we've got another Q&A that is on deck that we're going to get into here in just one second. But before we do that, I want to touch base with you guys just on a few things. And the first one is I'd like to hear from you guys that are listening to the show each and every week. I want to know what topics there are that... You are struggling with, what topics you might like me to elaborate further on to help you guys more inside of your own nutrition and your training, if it's something with your mindset, if it's something with your actual nutrition, if it's something with your actual training, whatever it may be. My email is always linked down below, and I'm super happy to have conversations to help you guys out with whatever it is that it is that you're struggling with at this particular time. With that, one other thing that I would love from you guys is I would love to know who you guys would like to hear from on this show. Is there somebody that you would like me to bring on to have a conversation with to make an episode out of? If you do have anybody that you would like me to bring on or ask to bring on, Email me those people, whoever it is, I'll reach out to them, ask them to see if we can create an episode to help you or just hear me and that person elaborate. I've had a lot of requests to bring my wife on lately to have a conversation about her training, her nutrition, her past, everything that she's done. A lot of you follow along to my wife's page on Instagram and things like that as well. As some of you know, she was a coach with me here at one point until we had our daughter and we decided to cut back her position in the business a little bit and have her me take over loss and lifting as she became a new mom and she's going into some different business endeavors and whatnot. She's going to just start focusing more on that. And that's what she's been doing through this year. And I've taken over loss and lifting, but at the same time I've had some requests to bring her on. So that's something that I'm planning on doing here shortly, just to have a conversation around us, our relationship, parenting, fitness, training, owning the gym, everything that we do together. So look forward to that podcast coming up probably in the next couple of weeks. But if there's anybody else out there that you guys would like me to collab with and have a conversation around coaching, around business, around training, nutrition, whatever it may be, please email me those people. And then I can use your request as leverage to get those people onto the show. I think that would make it a lot of fun, especially if it's people that you guys want to hear from instead of me just finding random people to bring on the show, because as most of you know, I am more introverted. I like hopping on this. It's much less stressful for me just to hop on the show and just have a conversation by myself into the speakers, right, into your guys' ears without having to necessarily communicate with somebody that I don't know. It sometimes makes it more anxiety ridden from me just because a little bit of the social anxieties that i do experience but those are things that i need to get over and getting your guys's help of requesting people to bring on will push me more to bring other people onto the show so let me know who you think who you would like to hear me collab with and have a conversation around with and last but not least if you guys are finding value from this show, like I've been saying lately and harping on, I'd really, really appreciate it if you guys could go down below and leave the show a review. Again, it just helps the show be able to grow so that I can I can continue making more content into the future. It gets put in front of more people's eyes. And the only way for podcasts to grow inside of Apple is by reviews. The more reviews that you get, the more your show shows up on other people's apps to request them to listen to your show. So I would greatly appreciate that if you guys find value from this to leave it a a star review down below as well as a written review if you have a little bit more time. I know that takes some of your time, but if you are finding value here, I would greatly appreciate that. That basically wraps up everything that I have to go over as far as before getting into the Q&A. So I've got three questions here. All right. Question number one. I'm struggling to stay consistent with my nutrition. I'm trying to cut but always end up bidgeting. Any tips to prevent that? Yeah, I think this is a super common problem that many people end up with whenever trying to go through a fat loss phase. She referred to the word of fat loss as cut, which just means dropping body fat, putting yourself into a caloric deficit. And one of the biggest things you have to understand when it comes to cutting or going into a calorie deficit to create fat loss is There's going to be a little bit of hunger involved with that regardless. Eating less calories than your body burns in a day is going to cause some hunger. That's just a part of the game of fat loss. So accepting that before you get started is something that's super important. You have to expect what's to come. Now, with that said, should you be starving and having these temptations to always be binging when inside of a calorie deficit? I don't think so. There are some ways to prevent that and some strategies that I use with the people that I work with to help make consistency a whole lot easier. The first one is making sure that you aren't going too low in calories too soon. When I work with somebody, we go through four phases. When we begin, we start with a primer phase to where we're eating more food. We're trying to eat relatively around a maintenance level for a few weeks just to let the metabolism get going at full steam. If you've been in a deficit before, it gives your metabolism a little bit of time to recover, get to a baseline. And then that first drop of calories after the first few weeks isn't drastic. Down below the maintenance level, it's probably 300-ish calories lower than the maintenance level of calories just to see how the metabolism responds. But what a lot of people do is they'll slash off like five, six, seven, eight hundred, even up to a thousand calories to begin, which causes just ravenous hunger right off of the start. If you do that, you're gonna end up super hungry. Your diet's gonna be super restrictive because you're eating such low calorie that it's gonna going to most likely in a lot of cases end up in binges because you are hungry, you are restricted, and it automatically you're just in a mode where like, man. I want food. It's not something that's sustainable for the long run. Now, in turn, if you can stay consistent with that and drop calories really, really low, you're going to lose weight faster. Absolutely. But you're going to have to be a whole lot more miserable throughout the process. You're going to have to sacrifice a lot more. This is why I would rather drop calories, not quite as much, have hunger devils not be quite as crazy. Fat loss, yes, will be a little bit slower, but it's going to be more sustainable. And then from that period, like I've talked about a lot, the metabolism is adaptive. So if you go super low and the metabolism adapts to those super low calories, well, your only next option is to drop calories again. But if you go at a little bit slower rate, don't drop calories quite as far And then when you do end up hitting a plateau at that point, you only have to drop a little bit further. You're not having to drop even lower than you were when you were already at a low point. So it's just more sustainable and more maintainable in the long run because those slight drops aren't going to have to be quite as drastic and your hunger levels aren't going to be quite as bad. So number one is starting at a higher caloric intake than you probably are. Do you have to be in a calorie deficit? Absolutely. But you don't need to make your calorie deficit so drastic that it has you starving right from the get. Point number two would be to make sure that you're adding in refeeds. I've done refeed episodes in the past. I think it's like four episodes, four or five episodes back. So I'd highly recommend going back and listening to that to get a full dive into what refeeds look like. But essentially all that a refeed is, is taking maybe once a week, Every other weekend, once a month, taking anywhere from a one to three to four day time period to eat back up at a maintenance level of calories, just to give yourself a little bit of a break, to be able to see a light at the end of the tunnel, to keep you more consistent, to know that you have this refeed coming up to where you add in. 400 to 600 calories right at or just above your maintenance level for a time period to give your metabolism a little bit of time to recover, but more importantly, give your mindset a little bit of time to recover where you can eat a little bit more food, be a little bit more flexible, maybe go out, maybe have some drinks, enjoy socially a little bit more without having to be so confined to a lesser number of calories, which again, is just going to give you a little bit of that light at the end of the tunnel to keep you more consistent in the short term because you know you're going to be given a little bit of relief here in the next one, two, or three weeks even, just depending on when you schedule out those refeeds. So making sure that you're having refeeds scheduled into the diet periodically is really going to help. And number three is making sure that you give yourself a deadline with the deficit. It's going to be really hard to not be consistent if you're not giving yourself a time frame that you're supposed to be consistent in. If you just tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go into a deficit and just stay here till I get where I want to be, it's going to be very easy to get off track because you haven't given yourself that frame of time to when this is going to end, which again, can just give you more likely the chance to give excuses as to why you can't be as consistent and end up in those binge modes, overeating, and not ultimately getting to where you want to be. So setting a hard deadline for yourself will most likely help you be more consistent in the long run because you know you only have this time frame to be in that deficit before it's time to start reversing and getting back to a maintenance level. Chances are if you can't stay consistent during that time, you're just not ready to diet. Either you need to gain more knowledge, you need to spend more time at a maintenance, or you need to really start to understand the why behind it is what you're doing. If you don't have a strong why as to why you're dieting, how it's going to help you, how it's going to help the ones that you love, how it's going to help your mindset, your life, whatever it may be, it's going to be really hard to stick to it because you're just doing it for no reason. If the, if the reason for you to diet and to get into better shape is just simply to have a six pack, it's not going to last in the long run. You have to have a deeper why that's improving your life that you can fall back on when motivation isn't there. Question number two. If I strength train for 30 minutes, do cardio for 30 minutes, and make sure I'm getting protein in, will I lose weight and retain muscle to look toned? It's a great question. In this scenario, to understand what tone means, right, all that toned is when people refer to it as simply building muscle, so having lean muscle definition, as well as being at a low enough body fat percentage to show off that lean muscle definition, to look more athletic, to show off... The, the lean tissue definition that you have to show off a little bit of the muscle that you do have to have this, you have to build a little bit of muscle, obviously through strength training, which it sounds like you're doing for 30 minutes. And the second piece to that that's most important, though, is being inside of a calorie deficit. You mentioned protein, which, yes, protein is very important. That's going to help you build a little bit of lean tissue. It's going to help you retain lean tissue. But to be at a lean enough body fat percentage to appear toned like you're referring to, you have to be eating less calories per day than you are consuming in order to lose body fat tissue off of your body. Just simply Exercising through strength training and through doing cardio and eating enough protein isn't what correlates to fat loss in the long run. Fat loss is correlated to eating less calories than your body is burning. That's what forces your body to use stored body fat as energy. Given your strength training as well as eating enough protein, somewhere between 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight, to ensure that lean muscle is staying and you're just using your body fat as fuel to make up the calories that you aren't consuming. So you just have to understand when it comes to food, at the end of the day, all that food is for our bodies is energy. That's what keeps us going. It literally is our fuel to keep us going. When you take intake too much fuel, that food is stored as body fat. To take that body fat off, we have to eat less calories, less food than what we're burning to use the fuel that's being stored on our body in forms of body fat as fuel to take it off of our body so that is the biggest component too and that is as simple as i can put it you have to put into take into account that calories do matter and they always will you have to be eating the right amount of calories to obtain the goal of losing body fat meaning you're eating less calories over time than your body is burning so if you are strength training if you are doing a little bit of cardio. If you are eating enough protein and then you plug in that last nugget of just making sure that you stay in a consistent caloric deficit over time, now you're in the perfect position to be able to put on a little bit of lean muscle through the training, through eating enough protein, as well as dropping body fat by making sure that you stay in a calorie deficit now. The more experience that you get and the longer that you go at it, you're not going to be able to get the best of both worlds and you're going to have to choose between the two. But as a beginner, you're going to be able to drop body fat and build lean muscle if you're doing all three of those things by strength training, by eating enough protein, by staying in a caloric deficit. With enough time as your body adapts, you're going to it's gonna be a little bit harder to keep gaining lean muscle when in a caloric deficit. I mean you're gonna to have to go into slight surplus phases at that point if that's something that you want to continue doing. But as a beginner, within your first year or so, tackling all of those points, like you said, is gonna put you in the best position. But you have to take into account if you want to drop body fat, you have to make sure you're in a calorie deficit as well. If you have more questions with that, Down below is always linked, the macro starter kit. I've mentioned that a few times on this podcast. It's always down there. It is a complete guide that breaks down for you how to set up your caloric intake for your body. It takes all of your body stats into account, your lifestyle, how many days a week you train, all that kind of stuff, it takes that into account to help set up your caloric deficit for you to get started as well as it walks you through how to set up your protein levels. It talks about carbs and fats and if you really need to be counting those or not and it also gives you a bunch of different food ideas. It breaks down 15 different recipes that are all higher calorie, or excuse me, higher protein, lower calorie that can help you just have a general idea of what foods to be eating to stay within your calories and hitting that protein goal every single day to help you reach your goals a little bit easier. So I would highly recommend downloading that if you haven't, because that's really going to help you understand exactly what it is that I'm saying here. And then it gives you an actual blueprint of what types of foods to be eating to make that a reality and makes it easier for you to stick with and stay consistent too. And the final question of the day. What if you've reached your goal weight, but you want to gain more muscle? What's the next step? This happens with a good amount of ladies that I work with. They have a goal weight they want to reach. We end up reaching that goal weight, but then they decide, well, now I want to have a little bit more lean muscle on my frame to, again, create that tone look that I want. At this point, if you're at your desired body weight, you're at your desired body fat percentage, now things get a little bit different, and it's time to switch goals, which, again, is going to take switching up what it is that you're doing inside of your nutrition. So if you've been in a calorie deficit for all of this time, you're finally to that goal weight that you want. Now we've got to go through a reverse diet to get your – metabolism back up to a healthy maintenance level. Meaning we're going to slowly add calories back in over time just to get you back up to your maintenance level of calories. This is going to help you recover from that diet. It's going to bring back your hunger levels. Your training is going to start getting better. You're actually going to start to look and feel better too just because your body's going to be able to fill up with glycogen a little bit more which is going to help you be able to be stronger in the gym. Your lifts are going to go better. You're going to feel a little bit fuller which is automatically going to add honestly a little bit of definition to your frame just from having better glycogen levels inside of the muscle, which is gonna help them be a little bit fuller, which again, helps create a little bit more of that tone look. So that is the first step. Once you get calories back up, you're training hard in the gym, everything's going good, glycogen is full, you see how you look, if you still wanna put on a little bit of muscle from that point that you're at, now it's going to take putting you into just a slight caloric surplus, meaning you're eating just slightly above the level of calories that your body is burning. The reason being is this is going to put your body in the best position possible for you to be able to build lean muscle tissue at the fastest rate possible because we're giving you literally extra energy than your body needs, which gives it that extra little bit that it needs to be able to put on muscle efficiently. So in this case, what you would want to do is get up to your maintenance, once you're there, once you've gotten your glycogen stores filled out, see how you're looking, you're feeling good, we literally just add in around 150 to maybe 200 calories per day and just leave you there. And what we'd wanna do is try to aim for you to gain anywhere from around a half of a pound to one pound per month. Now that's probably gonna look something like a fourth of a pound per week. That's going to be very hard to gauge, so it takes a little bit more time to see how your body weight is actually fluctuating and and which way that it's going. If your body weight is just ever so slightly increasing over time, around one pound or so per month. Again, that sounds like a snail's pace, but the goal here is to build lean muscle tissue. And to build lean muscle tissue, it takes a really long time. And we want to mitigate any fat tissue being put on at the same time. So we just want that slight, slight caloric surplus to give your body the best ability to build muscle, while minimizing any fat gain that can happen because the reality of the whole situation is when you do put yourself into a bit of a surplus, you're the most susceptible to put on body fat. Chances are you may put on a little bit of body fat when going into a slight surplus regardless. We want to try to minimize that obviously as much as possible, but the reality of the situation and the harsh truth is you will probably put on just a little bit of body fat when the main goal is building muscle just because you are in that surplus, but If you know how to control your body at this point, you know how to control calories, you know how to drop body fat, the good news here is while you're putting on a little bit of muscle and maybe you're accumulating just a little bit of body fat along the way and you can sit in that surplus for anywhere from a three-month to a 12-month period to put on anywhere from two to three, up to 10 to 12 pounds over however long you're going to go and however much muscle you want to put on, now you're in complete control. And once you have gone through the surplus phase, you can go back into a deficit phase to drop off any of the body fat that you've accumulated. Now you can get back to the level of leanness that you are at before With a little bit more muscle on your frame, which is going to have you looking the way that you want to. So it really does come down to having a long-term periodized approach. For most people that I work with, when we begin, they want fat loss. They want to be leaner. That's most of us. We go through that fat loss phase, go through the calorie deficit, strength train, get a little bit stronger, maybe put on a little bit of muscle throughout the process just because if you're newer to training, your body's going to be able to do a little bit of both at the same time. It's not going to be a ton, but you are going to be able to put on some. Once you get to the level of leanness that you want to be at, now that you're there, you realize that, oh, I don't quite look the way that I want to because I didn't have as much muscle on my body as I initially thought that I did, which happens with most people. Now you have to slowly start to up calories, start to focus on building muscle over a 3 to 12-month period. Once you've gone through the long-term process of that, you've put on the muscle that you want to, maybe you've a little bit of body fat along the way. Now you can go through another cutting phase, another deficit phase to drop any of that body fat that you've accumulated to get back to the same level of leanness while putting on a little bit of muscle in the meantime throughout that surplus phase to eventually end up where you want to be. And this is the process of bodybuilding. This is the process of building muscle, gaining fat, periodize your nutrition over the long haul, keeping your metabolism healthy. It's literally going from maintenance phases into deficit phases, reversing back up into maintenance phases, going into slight surplus phases, focused on building muscle over time, then coming back into cutting phases or deficit phases to drop any body fat that you've lost, slowly going through reverse phases back into surplus phases so that the metabolism is never not just chronically in a calorie deficit, which is going to slow down the metabolism over time. Your hunger levels are going to skyrocket. It's going to make it extremely hard to be consistent forever. And that's when fitness starts to feel more like restriction. But when you're changing those goals over time, you're dropping body fat, you're putting on muscle, you're repeating that process throughout the years. Now you start to build a body composition that you can really enjoy that's taken a long time to build, but you've kept your metabolism good throughout the whole time. You've kept your motivation fresh throughout the whole time because you're switching up the goals and you're not keeping things stagnant for too long because the goal is switching. It's going from dropping fat to performance, to getting stronger in the gym, to building muscle, which makes the whole thing much more fun and much more realistic because you're not always having to just think of being in a calorie deficit. So that can be a little bit scary for some people, especially for women. It's something that we have to talk through. And honestly, a lot of people will hire me just to help them go through the reverse and then go into that slight surplus for a while to help them navigate the waters because it can be scary to want to put on weight. The goal is always for most people is We're always marketed fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. We always need to be skinnier. But the reality of the situation is not everybody's goal should always be fat loss. That's going to do more harm than it is good. Sometimes the goal should be building muscle. That comes with a little bit of – it comes with being a little bit scared. You're valid in feeling that way. Putting on body fat or putting on weight can feel scary. But if you go through it using – sound methods, sound principles that are based in science to where we're slowly adding calories in. We're not just going crazy. We're being smart with how we're doing it. We're collecting the data. We're seeing how your body's changing. We're taking measurements. We're taking photos. We're seeing what's actually happening so that we're in control of what's happening with your body composition instead of your body being in control. Now you have the power to get to where you want to be. It just comes down to being patient, understanding the why behind it is what you're doing, and then you can start to feel more comfortable and it becomes more fun and it becomes more and more of a game for you to be able to play over the long haul to continue improving your body year in and year out. So if you have any questions with that, let me know. I'd be happy to dive into that a little bit deeper. If you guys have questions on what that may look like for you, I'd strongly suggest applying for coaching. We can just have a conversation. We'd hop on a phone call just to talk about your situation, where it is that you are. We would give you some steps on what you could go out and do on your own to get to where you want to be in terms of adding calories and going through a muscle building phase. Or if it was something that did work out and it makes sense for you, we could even look at teaming up and working together. I don't work with everybody that I talk to, but I do make sure that I give everybody that I talk to on the phone a game plan to follow if we don't end up working together so that you get value from that phone call, regardless. It's not a sales call to where it's super pushy or super pressure. We just hop on, have a conversation, figure out your situation, see if I could even help you, give you a game plan. If it's something that looks like we could work together and it's mutually beneficial for the both of us, then we could look at that and see what that would look like. And if not, then at least you have a game plan and an understanding of exactly what to do for your individualized situation for you to be able to get to where you want. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I really do appreciate you for tuning in. If you found value in this podcast, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story, and tag me in it. I will make sure to send you a message personally thanking you for doing so, as well as repost it online just to show everybody that you are getting value from this show as well. So hopefully you have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon.